Welcome to this week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about music, and sometimes that music came out in the year 2020, and this is one of those occasions. This week we're talking about our favorite albums that came out in the year 2020. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with Jared. This is Tex here. And again, this week we are talking about our favorite albums that came out in the year 2020. We discussed, and definitely this time for sure determined we're doing 10 of our favorite albums and five honorable mentions. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole gimmick. Yay. And we're going to do it. Bonus episode number two for the month. And uh, let's do it. I'm excited. We've All done. Right. We've been doing bonus episodes. It's not really a bonus. It's just the episode, right? Well, yeah, it's not really a bonus. We're not doing our typical, you know, artist. Typical jazz, right? <laughs> There's a good long pause. I like that. Uh, make sure you leave in the. Full it's pause. there. Full pause. So, who would like to? Uh, oh, do you guys want to start with honorable mentions first? I guess so. I feel like, cause then I'll Why be don't like, we do like a, once we get to number one, then we'll do That's what a lot of people do. Okay, fine. That sounds good to me. I don't have a number one. Okay. Well, yeah, Tyler doesn't like doesn't to order matter. things. Man. The one that we will mention. Equality. Last. I know which one I'll mention last, and I believe it's going to be shared. So. Okay. Sounds good. I will go ahead and go first. So I will say that Jared and I did kind of a, a wrap-up bonus episode of the middle of the year, and I had kind of a... A, I guess a first draft, if you will, of favorite albums for the year. And this list is going to be different because I stuck with albums longer in different ways. And different albums obviously came out and made more of an impact. This album is one of the ones that just kind of had a lasting impression on me. And it was Soccer Mommy's album Color Theory. That is my number 10. Oh. I listened to the crap out of Circle the Drain. Uh, one of the uh, hits off of that album. And I just kind of, in general, return to this album fairly frequently. And I guess I just realized, because I listened to it again and again and again, and I kind of realized that it must have stuck with me enough that it had to have been one of my favorites from the year. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed her previous album that she had, Clean. That one came out in 2018. Uh, I just found this one to be better personally. It's a little bit more, uh, there's a lot more going on. Like, uh, it's got a lot more production stuff going on. It, um, it's got kind of like a 90s-ish vibe to it. It's got kind of that same 90s-ish indie rock sound. So, yeah, I liked Color Theory a lot. That's my number 10. My number 10 is Bob Dylan, Rough and Rowdy Ways. Oh, okay. I, heard I, uh, I didn't listen to it a ton this year, but I did listen to several tracks multiple times um i contain multitudes is one of my favorite bob dylan songs he's ever written it's like a beautiful song mm -hmm. and the like the lyricism is really good i like the uh jfk song a lot it's like 18 yeah. minutes like i can't yeah. i can't listen to it like very much because it's so long right but there are lots of songs on it that i liked it's a good album. It's better than most things I listened to this year, so sure. that's why it's on there. I just didn't return to it a ton. But yeah, that was this, it was one of my honorable mentions for the year. And I don't think I like it as much as Tempest that came out in 2012. Yeah, because I really liked a lot of stuff on that. He did a lot more interesting things on Tempest than he did on this album. But the things that he did that were interesting on this album were somewhat more interesting, I guess. Right. So. I, uh, yeah, like I said, it was one of my honorable mentions, and it's kind of for the same reason. Like, I just didn't find that I returned to it all that often. Like, I listened to it all the way through maybe once or twice and returned to a couple songs. But, yeah, I mean, it was a really good album. I agree with you. It just wasn't one that, you know, I guess was. I guess that part of it, too, is, like, like if you think about, like, that last song, like, that's a hard song to return to on a frequent basis. Like, I'm not going to sit down and listen to a 20-minute Bob Dylan song all the time. It flows well, it and it doesn't feel like 18 minutes somehow. No, no, it doesn't. But it's, like, not repetitive, really. Like, yeah. it's a different verse every single time. And then he says, you know, the, the main theme of it. But, yeah. I said, well, let's, let's listen to the entirety of that song. Yeah, let's do that. I'm into that. <laughs> Episode over. All Good right. Lord. 
it is a pretty good album. It wasn't. It didn't make my list uh, or my honorable mentions, but it did make my review make my review playlist. And I thought it was, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't have an order, as I mentioned, so I will read them in an order. But the order is not representative of how many how well I like them, except for really the last one because okay. I think the last one is the, my favorite of the year. Good. Yeah. But the rest of them I like quite a bit, all all in all. So I, I find it difficult to rank them, and I don't want to put the time in because it take a lot of time, and I'm not sure that it would be valuable because it, it could switch at any moment, oh, really. That's fair. So. I'm sorry that we're not allowed to talk about the way that we feel about how we handled things and that we aren't just going to go number 10, number 10, number 10, number number 9, number 9. Agreed. This artist I want to mention, this is Fontaine's DC's album of this year, A Hero's Death. It's a good album. Which is a really great album. I enjoyed their album from last year. I thought it was really good. uh, Mongrel. Mm -hmm. And this album, I think, is actually a little bit noisier in a way. Or at least it's more full, I guess I would say. The sound is a little more full. I think it's really good. I had a good time listening to it. I think this this one uh, moves more into the post-punk realm instead of being into the place where you're not sure if it's punk or if it's post-punk or wherever. It's way more post-punk. Yeah, I I would agree. So, And I really dig it i like where it goes there so that's my my person for this position that makes sense let's uh let's pick one of the songs let's play i don't belong They're Dublin, right? Yes, Dublin. That's Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. Dublin. What other Dublin would it have been other than your dumb joke? <laughs> All right, yeah, that's true. All right, who wants to? Do, who wants to next? Who wants to? Play I'll say the it next, next so that and then that's, you go. And then we last. Yep. yep. There we go. Like we'll figure the math out. I would yeah. Say. yeah. Well, I it'll sure. flow effortlessly. Number nine for me is the Use album Heartwork. Really, I mm. liked it quite a bit. Heartwork was your number nine. Really? I know. I know. I know. Well, it came out early. That's the thing. Sometimes it came out earlier in the year, so I had longer to listen to it. That gives that, that benefits you personally a lot. I and it's like if I keep going back to it, you know, there's stuff that came out last month that I liked a lot, and I've listened sure. to it a couple times. But I've listened to this album like probably you know four or five times at least this year. Um, yeah, I liked the album. It was pretty good. It was uh, not really what their old stuff sounds like necessarily. They're kind of matured as like more of an alternative rocky kind of sound. Not in a bad way, though. People don't like that term. But I don't know. They're good for the scene. I like them. Oh, I like yeah. this album. The no. Used. Nice. Mine, mine is, this next one is a tie for me. This oh is where I, I potentially had to switch out. And oh, I, and I okay. Couldn't, so you get two picks. I couldn't at a time. switch it out. One of them would be an honorable mention otherwise. So I would now no longer have one honorable. Men- I have four honorable mentions, and then that's this right. is now a tied position because I, right. I I couldn't I couldn't couldn't do it. Sure. It's a tie between Laura Marling's album uh, "Song for Our Daughter." I don't know if you'll listen to that one. I did. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good one. And uh, that and uh, Leanne Lahava's self-titled album from this year. Which was really quite good. I don't know if you listened to that one or not. I don't think I did. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. It's got, um, it's got like some hip hop beats, but then it's got some neo soul groove stuff to it, and her vo- her voice is really really good, and uh, the performances are quite good in that. Wait, so. whoa, 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 hold on. Say the name again. Leanne Lahavas. Can I see the cover of that album real quick? Yeah, I'll show you. Because I actually do think I listened to it. Is that the one that has the Radiohead cover? Um, uh, what is the name of the cover? Weird Fishes, yes. Weird Fishes, yeah. So I did listen to that album, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is That's a good, good album. Radiohead song. I could, for some reason, the name didn't click immediately, but yeah, I did listen to that album. Yeah. So. So there you go. Those My. are those are good picks. I liked I liked the Laura Marling album. It didn't stick as much for me as I would have liked it to, but I I need to go back to it. A I like more the guitar times, work in it. Sometimes guitar yeah. work doesn't get. I like the tonality of it. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't quite get what it needs. Like, for instance, I'll say this. I don't want to re-ruin a person on anyone's list. But a person who did not make my list, whose the musical elements of it tend to sometimes be uh, a little too subtle for me. 
was Adrian Linker's release from this year. Oh, the songs album. Mm-hmm. I, it's not on my list, but I do really enjoy that album. But I could see why you would feel that way. It's, it's it too is subtle. Really, yeah, I was gonna, it's really, really toned it's too down. subtle. So this is not quite like that. So, but it reminds yeah. me of that album to an extent. So I, 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 I enjoyed that. it quite a bit. That makes sense. Uh, my number nine is from the artist Sevdaliza, and her album is called Shebrang. She is a Iranian Dutch singer, and uh, the music is kind of in this uh, mixture of like alternative R and B and trip hop. And I liked it initially. I had like a couple songs that I thought kind of stood out from the album, but then I kept coming back to it like over and over and over again. So again, it was kind of like the soccer mommy album where I was like, I didn't really realize that I came back to it as much as I did. And so I enjoyed that album quite a bit. She has a great voice uh, again, because it's like trip hop in some regard. And so it's kind of got like a dark tone to it as well. Uh, and I like when alternative R and B takes more of like a darker tone to it. It's not like always the way that people go about it. Um, but like when I first found that, um, when I first found that album, the first song, which is the one I want to play from it is called Joanna. And it just blew my mind. I love that song. So I'm going to play a little bit of it. Sinead O'Connery. I could see that. I like the little raspy. Maybe some cranberries, maybe. Mm. Zombie. Mm. Not really. I don't know. I'm just saying names. You're just, ooh, I heard a female's voice. Mm. 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 Who would like to, to go now? Isn't it supposed to be a Tyler is the way that this yeah. weird snake system works? It can be. Well, sure. The next Aww. album that I'm going to highlight today is an album by Nubia Garcia called Source. I don't know if y'all heard that album or not. It's a no. jazz album. I did not hear that. Oh, I can guarantee you I did not hear it. Dude, yeah, Jared, Jared, Jared just has so many jazz albums that he gets through through a year that he sometimes forgets all the ones. Did but. you listen to Shabaka and the or no? It was um actually no, it was Shabaka. It was uh, Shabaka and the Ancestors. Did you listen to that album this year? I don't know if I did. It was another album from Shabaka Hutchings, the guy who was in um. <coughs> Uh, Comet is Comet. coming. Yeah, Comet is coming. He's just been doing yeah. stuff all over the place. Yeah. So I would have liked that one as well. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Nubia Garcia is uh, a British jazz musician. She's a saxophonist, but she's uh, her ancestry is from Guyana, so she tries to bring some more of the native sounds and feels into the music. But and I think it comes through a lot in the percussion a- aspects of it as well, because it has some beats that are they're jazz beats, but they're like borderline hip hop beats. Which we talked about that a little bit when we talked about uh, people using hip hop, using drums in hip hop, like with Aesop Rock. We discussed that on yeah. that episode. So uh, the beats are really kind of cool, and then I per- like I enjoy her performances as well. So it's really a pretty good jazz album that came out this year. Give me a song. I want to hear. Uh, the song say the message continues. Somewhere between traditional and contemporary, yeah, to an extent. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's my slot. Nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, The one that I have for my uh, number eight slot uh, was an album that I enjoyed early in the year again, and it was another album that I realized uh, that I returned to a lot, and I must have liked it more. That's kind of – so what happened was I had kind of a solidified 10 list, like, at the beginning of the week – and then kind of re-listened to and kind of like rethought about albums. And I was like, so I know that this is currently at like a nine or whatever spot, but 
I definitely listen to this other album way more, and this is the album I listen to way more, which is Honey Harper, mm-hmm. um, Star Maker. Yeah. It's a uh, alternative country album in kind of the same vein as like Orville Peck, mm-hmm. and I killed the crap out of this album. I listen to it all the time. Uh, I will also mention, Tyler, I'd like to know what yours is, but I don't imagine it's probably anywhere close, but... Um, so I went through and I looked and yeah. I was wondering how many of the albums from my top 10 I had on vinyl and lo and behold, it's eight out of 10. Oh, wow. There's a lot more than I expected. Nice. I don't have uh Seb Delisa and I don't have my number, uh, four. I have one. four. You only have one. Which one do you have? We will not say it yet. Fair enough. Yep. I have, um, I have two, two, uh, should be three, but I didn't pre-order one and I don't want to pay for the special edition version of it, which I really want because it's insane. expensive at this point. It's like 90 bucks and I could have paid $25 cause I'm an idiot. No, uh, that's crazy. You're but yeah, dumb. honey yeah. Harper, I got really early in the year from vinyl me please. Um, cause I was like, I do really like this album and it looks pretty. So, but yeah, it's like an alt country album. I didn't expect to like really get into an alt country album. It's also like, super not popular yeah. at all. Like I think that like some of the top songs haven't even crossed the hundred thousand listen threshold. Uh, I don't even know like how I found it at that point, you know, honey Harper performed at the adult swim festival on YouTube. Really? Hey, yeah. Hey. I told cool. you that. Now you send, didn't tell me to that. watch that. So I would love to Tyler. Have you heard any of the honey Harper? Three, album? Well, honey. So honey Harper is on my, uh, honorable mentions. Oh, nice. Uh, this, and before I get into that, uh, out of the five top Spotify songs, three of them are under a hundred thousand. Yeah. So there you go. Of Honey Harper. That. Yes. My goodness. Uh, and the ones that are above are under five hundred thousand. Yeah. So, uh, I, I uh, not making a whole lot of ground right now. No, so. I like Honey Harper. It's pretty good. I describe it as a pop album using country sounds. I think that's a really w- good way to describe yeah, that. Because and he's got a lot of twang to it as well. So like, it doesn't. It's not like a. Because I think when you think about it's a pop album that uses country elements, it is a different thought when you say something yeah. like that. You know, you're thinking of like a Rascal Flats or something no, like that. Uh-uh. It's more like a dream pop. It's like a legitimate – it's like a. It's not a country pop album. It is like a pop album that uses country sounds. I can tell the instrument is lap steel guitar. Right. But it, it takes the place of a synth. Yeah. And it sounds really cool. It's really cool. So, I love it. Yeah, it's a good album. I really enjoy it. I think it's worthwhile. You can play a song off it because it's your turn. Let's do it. Ways down the river, there's a black hole in the sky. Again, pop sounds, country elements. Yeah. Go, Jared. My number eight is... Uh, Metal sounds, new metal elements. It's Code Orange underneath. Hey. Oh, Code Orange underneath. You say? Yes. That's my number seven. Uh, I was hey. wondering if yours is going to be eight or not. I was hoping we were had the same number. No, we're close. That very, very fun. close. Yeah, would have been fun. Code I Orange underneath. This. this is, I guess, now my favorite metal album of the year because it's the way it's placement sure. on uh, the list. Sorry, all you other people that like metal, which I doubt any of you are. Um, <laughs> I don't have any other metal from this point on, so it's. I didn't really love a lot of metal albums. I lot of, I liked a lot of metal songs, but yeah. I I I will get into singles when they come out, and then I won't really follow through with liking the albums that much. My um, my closest metal album in my top is Deftones at twenty one. I see. Yeah, yeah. So. I wasn't a ton. I wasn't a huge fan of Ohms. Uh, yeah, it was okay. I, I like Killer Be Killed from last month. That was on my yep. list. Yep. Uh, the Ozzy Osbourne Ordinary Man album was uh, interesting. Yeah. It had some uh, good songs, but overall, it was not that great of an album. Um, but yeah, I really liked Code Orange underneath. It was way different than anyone would have expected from them. Sure. Um, I've like I've watched a bunch of their live stuff that they've done. They've done like two live streams. They've done an acoustic thing where they covered um, Allison Change, was a super cool. They're just like it was th- like MTV uh, unplugged. It was so weird. Well, the 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 stream they did was like a headbangers ball thing too that they did for um like I don't know it was just some kind of thing that they did like a paid thing. yeah but they ended up putting it on YouTube as well and I watched a lot of it and it was this like incredible um, video thing that they did but I like this album a lot. Uh, I listened to it just the other day um, again and I was like yeah this is. This is on there. I listened to it again today. Just to I heard you I listening like... to it. Uh, it wasn't today. I guess it was. Didn't you listen to it like yesterday? It was this morning. 
You're listening this morning? I was. Oh my gosh, my days. Yeah, your days. I think my favorite song is Who I Am. Okay. Uh, it has Rebby. I like Rebby. She's I, I the like lead uh, guitarist and uh, sings on some things. She sang on uh, one of our favorite songs from Code Orange from the last album. Uh, what's the song called? Leading in the Blur. Yeah, thank you. I was think I have so many songs that I like that she song. She also a lot. sang. I really like this album. She also sang on Bray Wyatt's theme for the WWE. That's true. Hey. The Fiend. So you're yeah. next then? Cause, uh, or, or no? No, because that was it. Keep rolling, man. Turn. All right, so the next one in my Well, that means list. I get another song then. No, I'm going to play a song. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It really, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Just, I'm going to play a song because I want... play a song when it makes sense. I want oh. you to hear this song. And I, and Jared, okay. you've already heard the beginning of it, but I want your brother to hear the beginning okay. of it. Okay, okay. All right, cause, so this uh, next album on my position is... Now I'm Jared's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. So anyway... The album is Pain Olympics by the band Crack Cloud. It's good. I could see you liking that album a lot. It's a sweet album. Yeah. It's la- it's labeled as post-punk, uh, although it's kind of got a lot of really cool new wave elements in it as mm-hmm. well. So the song that I want you to play is Outer Stew. And this just sounds like Devo, and I'm down with that. Devo 2020. Where'd you find Crack Cloud? Uh, probably on Album of the Year. That makes sense. Probably on Album of the Year. I don't think it came from NPR, but it could have. But I think it's I probably think Album so, of the yeah. Year. Uh, Tunnel Vision is another cool song on there that's a little bit longer, and it gets into a big, like, noisy guitar bit about three tor- two, uh, two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through. Mm-hmm. So it's not all just electronical, which a lot of that's not. A lot of that was guitar work that people would consider to be electronics but it's like cool almost synthy but not yeah, quite. yeah it's new wavy and i think it's pretty cool I, I don't even know the last time i've heard like a new wave album that sounds like like that right no absolutely so. not they're weird they're like a they're like a, a art collective more than they are a band mm-hmm. so it's like they're really weird to yeah. categorize so. it's pretty it's pretty goofy my next one which i guess is seven yeah as numbers go is the psychedelic first album made of rain? That doesn't surprise. I brought me. that up earlier this year uh, on a bonus episode. I surprisingly really enjoyed it. It's their first album in like thirty years or something crazy. I've never liked the psychedelic furs ever really in my whole life. Other than I do like the song "Pretty in Pink." That's a beautiful song uh, for the film "Pretty in Pink," starring Molly Ringwald. But this album was very good. It was uh, like a, just a straight up rock and roll record. And I liked it a lot. Made of rain. Made of rain. I listened to it this week because I knew how much you enjoyed it. Didn't stand out to me in the same way that it stood out to you, but it's not mm-hmm. bad. So, but I, I, it makes sense that you put it on there because I know I've heard you listen to it multiple times throughout. I the like year. "You'll Be Mine's a good song. Uh, the boy that invented rock and roll is a really good song. Reminds me of like the Killers a little bit with that kind of uh, song right their song title style, but. They just did like really good hooky kind of rock song. I, I like this. Some cool like folk elements in there. Kind of reminded me of Phil Collins doing Tarzan a little hey, bit with that, with that little bit. You'll be mine. That's it. You'll be in mine heart. You'll be in, in mine heart. Be. I will go ahead and go since I I took a little lapse and also because this is going to be very Boy. very very fast. Good. Number six is Idols Ultramano. If you want to hear me talk about it, we did an entire Idols episode when this album came out. 
Go listen to that instead of what I'm saying now. Go. Thank you. Good album. Not on my list. Maybe probably should be. All right. I will go next. Uh, my number six is Touche Amore's album, Lament. Also yeah, makes sense. Very I good album. love this album so much. It. I'd never been into this band before, but it is so good. I'll go back to it over and over. I love that it's not super long. I love that it's a great punk album. I love that the guy from Manchester Orchestra is on it. Yep. Andy Hole, baby. And that uh, the song Reminders is like my favorite punk song of the whole year almost, maybe. It's really good. The whole album is so good. That's what I'll it's, say. It's a pretty good album. It's a I good didn't album. I didn't love it, but I definitely like it's a good post hardcore album in twenty twenty and we need it. need Post hardcore. It's album. really good. It's a good album. I've listened to it multiple times myself. And it's, it's like not good. generic. It's no. not like t- prototypical thing of like what pop punk would be, which they're not really pop punk, but no. like other than Reminders is kind of a pop punk song. But the it talks about things that are important. Uh, the death of his grandmother is uh, very prominent, and other death and um, just depression and things like that is prevalent on this album, yeah. and, and it's super important. And it's dealing really with good. The, dealing with the world you created. To yes. an extent as well, yeah. which is pretty, pretty good. I I I like this album. I know Tyler liked it too. So that's I did. Cool. All right, the next one on my list is Moses Sumney's album from this year. Hey, my number three. I knew it'd be on your list. It's a really good album. I think it's better than the one that you initially told me that you liked, which has been three years ago, ago yeah. now. I disagree. I think the only reason for that though is, um, so if you remember, it was released part one in like February and part two in like May or something like that. And I listened to part one so many times that by the time part two came out, I don't want to say I was burnt out on Moses Sumney, but I was already so impressed that I didn't necessarily need a whole additional album almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it. It's just that it doesn't have the same staying power in my head, I guess. So now, uh, I don't want to say the album's bloated. It's not bloated. It's just that there's a lot more to the album now, and I only really, really, really stuck with the first half, I guess. But please, go ahead. Yeah, I just thought it was really great. It's kind of a, I mean, it sticks with his style. It's got a little bit of a neo-soul type of feel to it. I think this one's got, I think, I don't know because I haven't listened to the other one in a long time, but it feels a little bit lighter than the other one. And I don't remember. I feel like I had, there were some heavier parts, but I don't know. It could just be my brain working on it. I thought it was pretty good though. Definitely worth it. It's definitely in line with yes. that album. Yes. And I, don't, I, I, don't, I mean, I was, I, I loved the crap out of A Romanticism. So yeah. of course I'm going to love the crap out of Gray. Yep. So. Don't need to play anything. So y'all can roll whoever's next. Uh, I will go. I will go ahead. Um, so my number five, which I will actually bring in a little bit of Patreon as well as I speak about this one, uh, is Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Yeah. It is phenomenal. I will talk about patron, uh, David, because we asked our patrons about some of their favorite albums. And he said he's not very good about listening to full albums, but the ones that he plans to revisit, uh, Phoebe Bridger's Soccer Mommy, which I mentioned earlier, Purity Ring, Rustin Kelly, Maya Hawk. And one that intrigued me just on name recognition, Paris Jackson. Yes, Paris Jackson. We talked about that on the bonus episode, so check that out. Uh, Rustin Kelly is on my list very far down, but I did enjoy that album as well, as David mentioned. It's pretty good. He's an interesting fellow. But yeah, uh, Phoebe Bridgers is my number She's five. on my list as well. So I uh, And so there you go. Uh, you've now stolen one from me. You like, st- I stole one from you. Yeah, so we're, we're even. Yeah, huh. tit, tit for tat. We're Jared stole even. one of mine. So, you still one of mine. I knew we'd have a couple overlaps, and I assumed that I assumed Phoebe Bridgers would be an overlap for you and I, and I assumed that Moses Sumney would probably be as well. So yeah, Phoebe Bridgers. I it's funny because I'm like I'm I'm mildly upset right now because of Phoebe Bridgers, but not because of Phoebe Bridgers herself, but because the Grammys nominated her for Best New Artist, and I'm still gonna be upset about that. He doesn't know how the Grammys work. Yeah. I do I know how the Grammys him. works. I just don't like it. I can just because I know just because I know they don't have to be new. I know he doesn't get it. The, <laughs> he doesn't understand. No, if it was breakout artist of the year, I'd be it's fine not what with it's it. called. I know that's the problem. That's the problem. Well, it's I, I've, I've gone round and round with him for like two days now. With this, it won't <laughs> change. I know it, it won't change. Common sense does not way. make sense to Caleb. No, of course, because common sense wouldn't say that a best new artist wouldn't go to someone whose debut album came out three years ago. It's not about that. I, yeah. but uh, it, that's actually technically according that's common according, sense. No, according to the according to the way the Grammys utilize that. Uh, award that is still new it doesn't matter she's only had two this is her second album yeah it's new that's still a new artist 
So it doesn't have to be someone who comes out with a debut. It doesn't have to yeah. be on their Yeah, debut. that's not how that works. But, you like, know. what clarifies that they're new then? They have limited a limited discography. Then they have, when do they get nominated album. for it? Can, well, it, can, they broke out. can yeah. she be nominated for a new artist next year? No. no that's but she, So she's not a new artist next year then, huh? Yeah, because she's already been nominated this year for it. Okay, so when could have been her third or fourth, then? third year, eighth year, twentieth year. It's not like, about the year; it's about when they break out. Then it's breakout star of the year, not new yeah, artist. That's can. not what the that's not what the Grammys called. Right. And you don't that's normally stupid. You don't you, people often don't get it if they if they're not on one of their first like two albums, two or three albums. You're not gonna get if you've had like six albums and now you have a seventh album. People are like, this album's awesome. You're probably not gonna be nominated for that award. You know, it's a you're still a new artist if you have only one album, which she does. This is her second album, and that's what she's nominated for is because of this album. You know, and so that's why. I mean, it makes sense to me based off of their criteria. I mean, most people, most of the time, we know the Grammys. They don't find people with debuts that aren't like just huge or super groups or something like that. Since when did they ever do that that stuff? Never. So, anyways, I like Punisher a lot. Uh, my favorite song. <laughs> Of the years on Punisher, it's Kyoto. Yeah. I listen to Kyoto. Uh, so I, I can mention uh, the Spotify rap really quickly. It is my most listened to song of the year, which is unsurprising. And uh, apparently Spotify rap will tell you how many times you listen to your favorite song of the year. And it was 95 times. Nice. I listened to Kyoto 95 times this year. And that's on Spotify. Yep. I, I listen to it on YouTube as well. I watched the music video. I've listened to the album on vinyl, so I've heard this song probably a hundred times just this year. It's it's a lot. So. Shaw Day won Best New Artist oh, of the boy. Grammys on her second album. Okay, you can tell me other examples. It's <laughs> it's stupid to me, regardless of what you say. Oh boy! Well, it's your turn, Jared. Oh, okay. I thought we were you gonna I... keep doing this for the rest of the episode. I don't know. I could. He could. Uh, the next thing is uh. Hot Mulligan, pop punk band. The album is called You'll Be Fine. It's pretty good. Nice. The next one in this position on my list is Phoebe Bridgers' album, which we just discussed, which is Punisher. And so there we go. We don't need to do anything there because we just talked about it. There I like uh, Kyoto as well. That's a good song. Well, good. One That's of the good. better songs of the year. That's good. I think I like, I'll get, I guess we'll go to that really quickly. I believe that I liked on it. I like Garden Song. That one's on, also I like Garden good. Song. I also like Halloween. One. Halloween's also a very, mm-hmm. very good song off of that album. That's the one that has Connor Oberst on, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is uh, pretty good because she did better, I believe, in Community Center with him. Mm-hmm. So, what number is everybody on at this point? I, I have. I have currently uh, three albums to cover. I have still. four left. I have four left also. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have overlaps. So, I guess it's you and then me. Oh, okay. My next album, number three. Uh, no, four, whatever it is, who cares, is The Weeknd's album, After Hours. Okay, nice. cool. Blinding Lights, of course, what we started with, one of the biggest songs of the year. Yes, he he uh, was robbed of a Grammy as well. He was not nominated. We'll talk about this very briefly. He should have been nominated for Best New Artist. <sighs> he was not nominated for anything, even though his album was very good and sold very well and was a good album, because he could not make it at both the Super Bowl and the Grammys at the same time. So the Grammys just said, nah, we're not going to nominate you for anything. How about that? Suck on a lemon. Isn't that dumb? So, yeah, it's dumb. But I like this album a lot. I, I thought that it's uh, it's an hour, about 56 minutes, 14 tracks. And you could argue that the last half, other than Blinding Lights, is a little bit uh, bloated, perhaps, you could say. But I liked it. I liked the song... Uh, Hardest to Love is really good, and Scared to Live, which... Scared to Live was my initial favorite song. Scared to Live is the thing that has the Your Song little intropolation thing, which is Coolio. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was a really good album. I listened to it over and over. Uh, It came out back in March, so it had some time to uh, return to it, I suppose. I listened to it a bunch when it first came out, kind of took a little break, and then came back to the last few months and it's a good album makes me sad that he wasn't nominated for any grammys but who cares because he's playing at the super bowl and it's gonna be great quite unfortunate my uh next in this position is by uh kind of like a neo soul uh group called salt which one so there are two from this year and one of them do you have one on your list as well or no i'm just excited that you picked so the i between the two of them i prefer the one that is the most latest release untitled 
rise. Okay. So uh, I like I like Black is more personally, the, but they're both amazing albums. They're super good albums. It's really interesting stuff. That's just I mean neo, neo souls type stuff is pretty cool because they're it's a fusion genre. So it's uh, like soul elements turned into something else. So I don't know. They're both really good. This I this is one that I preferred I think more, and uh, which actually what that reminds me of is. Um, is uh, Big Thief last year had two albums that came out last year. One of them mm. I preferred, and I think you might have preferred the other one actually. So this That's is kind of reminiscent, very of possible. Correctly, so, but yeah, this is a really good one. I thought it was. I think it's just really a great thing to just throw on and listen to. It's very much a like black celebration album. Yeah, and I, I like that a lot about it. Is it, it? It does a very very good job of taking um, traditionally black music and putting it all together into kind of one place to really celebrate the music that they create and it talks a lot uh, about themes that are important to black individuals. It's, it's a very um, important pressing album. Yeah. So both of them really, Uh, I really like the song wildfires. What's one that you liked off of the newer album? Uh, The newer one. I enjoyed free. some choices in there that you wouldn't find in in traditional or even just like more modern soul Mm -mm. Uh, so it's pretty cool there's cool stuff in there i think you're in general very um you gravitate a lot towards non-traditional soul music neo soul whatever it might be yeah i I feel like a lot of your albums tend to go in that direction and i like that that is something that you are interested in yeah i'm glad you like salt i'm really excited you like salt so uh, I'll go ahead and go now. My number four for the year, at least in this spot, is The Microphones, Microphones in 2020. Uh, yes. Um, it is a very interesting piece of music. If you're looking for it, you are probably going to have to find it on YouTube. And the reason for that is the album is not on. I, I don't think it's on really any traditional streaming services. No. Uh, and the reason for that is because Microphones in 2020 is just one song. And it's played through. It's pretty... It's more of a story than it is an album in a lot of ways. You used to listen to it then, Tyler? Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, because there's a visual portion to it as well. There is. is. So he's taking pictures of uh, kind of moments in his life, and he's placing them on a on a table, kind of in an order that goes along with kind of the story of it. If you're familiar with Fel Elverum, um, he also is a part of Mount Erie. He is Mount Erie, pretty much. Yeah, really, he is. Um, so microphones and Mount Erie are kind of his two different acts that he's most prominently known for. Microphones was something he did early on in his career, which was also wonderful, uh, lo-fi indie rock kind of yeah. music. And then Mount Erie was more of a indie full yeah, kind contemplative of, kind of mm-hmm. uh, a, a crow, crow looked, looked at, at me, me, which is just a phenomenal album, amazing album, and uh, it kind of tells very this, reflective tells the story of his wife who had passed away. Yeah, and it's it's very very heart wrenching. It's very very um, well. It's a cool album because it's about the feeling. It's all about the feelings he has, and it's not about trying to look for anything it's just about sitting in those feelings and just the expression so it's very cool yeah but microphones in 2020 is it it touches on that of course again but it almost is more of just like it's like 20 minutes 30 40 minutes straight of him just kind of talking about his life in like a really weird like folk kind of way where he's like you know i did the microphones at this point we were doing touring this is how i was feeling then i did this in my life i was doing mount erie then my wife like it's very story-like, but it is such a fascinating view. It's a fascinating listen, and it stood out to me in a big way. So, yeah, definitely good. Number four, nice. Not really, obviously, somewhere to. It's not a, a song to just pick a point and start well, yeah, playing. No, you really to have to listen. At, to the yeah, whole they thing. need to go do it. Yeah. So, number three for me is Creepers' album "Sex, Death." And the Infinite Void, a horror punk group from the UK. 
and I've liked them since uh, like 2016, 17-ish in that realm. Uh, they had an album come out in 2017 called Eternity in Your Arms. It was their debut album. It's one of my favorite albums of that year. And I've been waiting for them to return, which they did. They, uh, at the end of one of their tours, laid down their leather jackets and acted like they were broken up. And then they returned from the ashes and came out with uh, Sex, Death, and the Infinite Void for this year. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. It is a cinematic style album. It reminds me a little bit of what Meatloaf did back in the 90s with um, songwriting and things. And uh, I like this album quite a bit. It's an album I anticipate liking more than I did, which I found kind of unfortunate. Maybe I just need to spend some more time with it. <laughs> you found I, unfortunate? Yeah, no, I was really. Like it as much. I didn't like as much as I was hoping. I oh, would. I thought you said that backwards for some reason in my head. No. I thought you said that you liked it more than you thought you would, and no, you were sad that you li- liked it. I thought I would end up liking it more than I did, and I then, and then I didn't like it as much as I hoped that I would. So I may maybe I need to sit on it more and spend more time with it. But I was pretty bummed that I wasn't what I was hoping it would be. So well, I mean. I didn't have an idea of what it would be necessarily, you know, but I, I, it was disappointed that it didn't, it didn't suit me the way I was hoping. Sure. So. I don't think it's as I, it, they haven't progressed a ton from Eternity in Your Arms. Like it's just, I don't want to say, say it's the same album, but it's very similar. Sure. In themes and such. Uh, my That's fav- why you like it. My favorite song on it is Poisoned Heart. Yeah, I'll quickly say my three was Moses Sumney. Gray. So, oh, nice. Go ahead. So uh, this is one I think we're going to have overlap in, Caleb. And this is uh, the position on here for mine is Fiona Apple's newest album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. My number one. Yeah, definitely a really good album. Spoiler. Uh, well, that's bit, the whole point. I thought they I were. said if we, if we hit something. Yeah, it's just good. the way it goes. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, really quite good. I it, it's I don't know what I think about it in comparison to the rest of her work. It feels more like, obviously, um, you know, her previous album, yeah. Idler Wheel. Oh, and yeah. uh, so it, it, ha- it sounds similar to Idler Wheel, but also the way that I described it when I listened to it, it's like almost a more manic version of Idler Wheel. She really gets eccentric with yeah, it. Yeah, there's a bit of frantic, like a frantic nature to some of it. Uh, it's, it's very, um, I think that some of the topics are really quite forward and kind of her in a, like it sounds sounds like her standing her ground in a lot of ways which i really enjoy i i thought it was pretty good i thought it was i thought the lyrical content and the themes were pretty interesting as well so good album for me um i, I guess you can wait and you could talk a little bit more about it with yours even if you want to since it's your number one sure i'll wait is it my turn? I think it's Caleb's turn. Okay, Caleb, go ahead. I will very briefly. But he, but he also has less. So I oh well, I mean, I'm done actually, yeah, other okay. than what I'm about to say. So t- technically, because my number two, and again, I will do this very quickly. My number two is RTJ4 Run the Jewels. If you want to hear me talk about Run the Jewels yeah. and RTJ4, we did a whole podcast on that album. My my number one for this year. Really? Yep, that was my number oh, one. We one. ruined each other. We did. Back to back, we ruined each other. See, you so. gave me a hard time about having other I've got one in my back pocket here we are. Though, for my number, for my number, my quote-unquote number two. Ooh. Okay. okay. So, oh, okay. So that was like your favorite album of the year. My favorite album of the year. Did you have something else you want to talk about? I've got one more album, because I still have two on my list. Now your list is officially done. I have one left now. That's true. Because we just did an overlap, and Jared has like two left because he doesn't overlap with anyone. I think I'm just going to just turn off my microphone. So, I'm done. But yeah, that was you Run the Jewels. Great, great album. Great album. It's Run an amazing album. It's yeah. so very good. Very, very good. Is that the one that you said that you wanted to get uh, the uh, the final for? Is that no, the next one? No, it's the next one. Next I one's own cool. the special edition of Run the Jewels. You did get the yes. special edition? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I also got the special edition. The yeah. instrumental one? Or yes. The, the inst- yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty good. My number two is American Arson, A Line in the Sand. They are a, a Detroit, Michigan rock band that uh, I have uh, known about for, I don't know, like five years or something like that. They performed for free at a little bar in Muncie when uh, Caleb was living there. I was visiting at that time. I don't think I was living with him at the time. 
but uh, they would do free music Mondays, and I would look at the artists on Spotify prior to going to see them, and if I thought they were real good, then I would go see them for free. And I did that thing, and me and uh, I think it was Dealer, Dearly Departed Dax, perhaps, went uh, the very first time I went to see them, and they were very, very good. It's two men, and uh, they put on a very loud rock show with uh, effects, with the guitar. He can do things with the guitar, like play different um, things at the same time with uh, just those effects. And at the time, they I think they were on their second EP maybe when I saw them first. They had four EPs, uh, which I've seen them live, I think, like at least five or six times. A lot. I mentioned on one I of think the, I've seen them at least three. I mentioned on one of the bonus episodes one day, uh, I went to see them in Cincinnati with my friend Bryant. And then the next day, he's like, you want to go see him again? And I said, sure. And they were performing in Muncie, which was about, I don't know, two hours away. was where Caleb was living still. And we went the second day. So we saw them on a Sunday. Then we saw them again on a free music Monday again. And we're like, hey, remember us from yesterday? And uh, it was pretty cool. So this album is their debut album, A Line in the Sand. And it uh, is very good. It, it um, got my expectations, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word to use. But it was very good. I liked it. Uh, I bought it on vinyl along with a shirt to try and support the band nice. in a time of crises in this uh, crazy world we're living in. And I would like them to perform some more live music. And uh, yeah, go check out their album, A Line in the Sand by American Arson. All right. Looks like Jared's going to be last then today. That's what you get, Jared. Okay. For not I'll take o- it. For no overlapping. Yeah. This is the last one on my list. It would be the theoretical number two position. Okay. It's an album that I was incredibly excited for when I heard that it was going to be released. It's the one that I should have ordered, pre ordered the special edition, but I didn't because I'm dumb. And uh, it's an album by an artist I really enjoy, a person that I like, who I've liked for a long time over the course of their career, doing various things. And uh, also featured on guitar is another person who's featured on guitar. Uh, on a prominent album for me of an artist we covered earlier this year, a uh, guitarist that I very much enjoy from a band I very much enjoy. This album is called Traditional Techniques by Stephen Malkmus featuring uh, Mr. Matt Sweeney on guitar. Okay. This album is super good. I really enjoy it. I love Stephen Malkmus. I like Pavement. I like Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks. I like his other solo work. Last year he had a solo album come out. It's called Groove Denied. I thought it was really good. Um, a lot of people, I think, didn't quite get into it as much as I did, but it's got a little bit of a... Uh, like his independent work and uh, pavement-esque sound. This album has a little bit more acoustical type stuff that you deal with in terms of what Stephen Walkmas provides outside of the lyrical content. And then Matt Sweeney's in there with more uh, acoustic and electric stuff doing his thing because he's got a cool way that he plays guitar. And I like the way that he decides to make music. He paired up with Bonnie Prince Billy for 2005 Super Wolf. We talked about them earlier this year. So uh, that same kind of feel, but now with the Stephen Walkmas situation. So really cool if you want to play a song on there uh the song that i would prefer you pr- choose is entitled zen man to see open your mind back to the love of a christian man the wheels do stop that one's got a little bit of like an early psych feel to it even which is kind of cool i would so, agree with that it's a cool album people should check it out i like Stephen malkmus other three of you might enjoy it even possibly Perhaps. two of you i guess you don't like me oh yeah there's only two yeah. of us here huh yeah that's true oh, my god that's true so is, is that was your number one that was my number two, two. what would have been my oh, number I one was so RTJ is this your number RTJ. two or is this your number one this, this is, is my number, number one. one. Oh well then pause we gotta do our honorable oh, yeah, mentions. Do honorable have you well i guess you both if you would have waited and not told us who your number one was then we could have well that's all right you could have mentioned it and that's then fine. we wouldn't have to play music but because it would have been the same thing okay it doesn't it's matter. no big deal 
All right. Who wants to go first? I will. I've got four, obviously, because Jared already mentioned Bob Dylan. Mm. My other ones are, I actually, surprisingly, from recently, Megan the Stallion's Good News is in my one of my honorable mentions. Oh, nice. Su- Sufjan Stevens' The Ascension uh-huh. is one of my honorable mentions. I really enjoyed that album. Perfume Genius set my heart on fire immediately. Very good album. If yeah. you haven't listened to Perfume Genius, B- Bumped out. out of my honorable mention earlier today. Dang. Mm. And then finally, Gorilla's Song Machine Season 1, Strange oh, Times okay. was okay. also. Some of the albums I mentioned previously in the year were Tame Impala and Grimes and Thundercat, but they just ended up not sticking with me as much. Uh, and then Taylor Swift was close because yeah. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed Folklore, but I did a couple extra because I haven't gotten to sure. talk as much. But that's because Tame Impala sucks. <laughs> and that that album's garbage. Uh, Taylor Swift, I would like to speak on that briefly. Sure. It's a big album. I don't know if it's on your honorable mentions or not. I put it down, but I didn't. I yeah. only listened to it like really one time. A lot of people really like it, and uh, which I respect. And um, but a lot of people that wouldn't traditionally listen to her really like it, and are saying things about it that I find it, it to be uncharacterizational of what I hear. I think it's. I mean, this album to me just sounds like a pop album. I don't dislike it by any means. I think it's good. I think 1989 is good. Yes, it's a good pop it's a album. Good album yeah. yeah. So I'm not disc- like decrypt- you know I'm not trying to uh, uh, put it down for being a bad album. I just don't hear all of these like things that people think are going that are dramatically different. I hear a lot of Taylor Swift's normal Taylor Swift stuff in here. Maybe just using slightly different instruments to get there sometimes. Yeah. But I don't really hear something that pe- that's like so dramatically non Taylor Swift in terms of how things are done in this album. So I think it's good, but I just it's overcharacterized to me and in that regard, I some way in some ways I think it's overblown. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I'll do my honorable mention so that Tyler can do his and then I'll say my last thing. That All makes right. the most sense. It does. Uh honorable mentions are Four Year Strong, Brain Pain, Bruce Springsteen, Letter to You. Pretty good. Never listened good to Good return yeah. uh for Mr. Bruce. It it was it was good. It had songs that were written, like a few songs that were written back in the nineteen seventies. And they revisited it for this, and they brought back uh, members of the E Street Band. Max Weinberg was on it, and uh, various other people, uh, uh, little Stevie. Uh, Mountain Goats getting into Knives. Okay, yeah. Uh, Neil Cesariga, Mouth Dreams, which is oh a remix God, album. Ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Killer Be Killed, Reluctant Hero. Tim Heidecker's Fear of Death, which mm-hmm. uh, Caleb and I both enjoyed this I year. Do. It has a Wise Blood on it as well, which I'm quite a, quite a big uh, fan of. And then uh, Future Islands album, As Long As You Are, which is a good album that came out. And uh, I guess last, uh, okay, Killers Imploding the Mirage, which is okay. Which also, I was just going to say, I'm surprised you hadn't mentioned it yet, but patron Jamie also said that they, they had two top albums, which were The Strokes' New Abnormal and The Killers' Imploding the Mirage. Nice. Uh, and then the last Good one. Good choices, Jamie. Yes. Good choices. The last oh. one I'll mention is uh, Rumors' album, Drug Dealing is a Lost Art. Uh, this guy is coming up big. He's doing uh-huh. some crazy stuff. i got to show Tyler this YouTube video that we played. Uh, we'll do it uh, off camera. But he does a, a remix. Off, off, off yeah. audio. Yeah, we're being recorded right now. Where? Jeff Bezos is somewhere. Good Bezos Lord. Is, Bezos is around. So, He's always around. Those are my honorables. There's a few others, but, you know. There you go. You all, Both of you have hit albums of this year as well that I found quite uh, fairly decent. So Yes. Uh, I have three left now out of my five because one of them was a time, one of them was an album that Caleb mentioned on his list. So uh, I'll start with Barty Strange, an album that Caleb showed to me not long ago that was really yes. quite good. I think it's good. I, when, I, when you first showed it to me, I listened to a couple songs. One song I really liked. One song seemed like kind of off base for the rest of the album. Right. And once I came back and revisited, I found a couple other songs that seemed to make more sense and the album made more sense as a whole. So pretty good album. It's a little bit, it kind of varies a little bit uh, on there. So I think there's a, yeah. a potential that you may be put off mildly by some of it, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, Drive by Truckers had a new album to come out this year. That, that actually too. was it did. Uh, the new OK was really good. Yep, it was a really good album. Uh, not it's uh, a little bit different for why, where they normally would have gone, but uh, it kind of fits in line with their more recent albums. And I thought it was it was just a good. Listen. I think it's funny because they're uh, poli- they're talking politically, which yes. they've always done, but people just don't like what they're saying now. And it's funny because uh, people that are commenting on YouTube, which those people are trash people, anyways, are it's like. <laughs> Oh, uh, you lost a fan because of this, right? They're like, like oh, well, you didn't. You obviously we were too, always this way. Yeah, you weren't too big of a fan to begin with, really, were you? Yeah, yeah, questionable. Yeah, they're kind of well. They fit into the same realm as like 
Springsteen does in that regard, or even like honestly, Neil Young had a little bit of it until people realized he was a big hippie, you know. So we'll get on down to the last one that I got, which is an album by a band called Porridge Radio called Everyone Bad. Nice, pretty interesting album. Kind yeah. of got like a loud type of thing to it. A little bit of a. I don't know if you call it post-punk. I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of an indie collective type of different things. It's, it's pretty tough to say. Album, it's though. almost It's almost like, God, it is hard to say. It's like almost indie, almost shoegaze, almost yeah, it's like kind of a mixture. dream pop. Almost, it's a lot of different things. So, But it's a pretty good album, good listen. It was on my list until um, it was relatively high in my playlist of things that I'm reviewing. And it was because of that, it was on my list for a while. And then it got booted down to here. So gotcha. that's where it at. So yeah, again, really quickly, uh, my number one was obviously Fiona Apple. Uh, easily best album of the year for me. I mean, not easily because all, all of these other albums were very, very, very good. But it, it I guess, it's just, it, I mean, it's Fiona Apple. It, it, there really was no way. I, I think that uh, until the day I die or the day Fiona Apple dies, I don't know which one will happen first. Uh, if Fiona Apple releases a new album, it is probably going to be my favorite album of the year. Oh, there you go. It's just how Fiona Apple works at this point. Uh, one of the rare uh, tens from Pitchfork, which is, uh, in many people's mind, uh, completely inconsequential. But if you really think about it, like a, a you know a review website that hasn't given out a 10 in uh eight years since 1999 with bonnie prince billy i see a darkness <laughs> no there have been others there have been others but they did do that um like you know they go back and they give tens often these yeah, days they do retroactively do it yeah but they haven't they made mistakes yeah. like they did to andrew wk those jokes. Uh, yeah agreed <laughs> yeah just like that but i think the last one was kanye west my beautiful uh dark twisted fantasy yeah. and i don't think they've done a 10 since then so I, for an album, that album out, six so. i believe yeah, yeah. so there you go yep my album run the jewels four of course as we talked about jared my number one is uh spanish love songs album brave faces everyone yep it is uh very good it is a punk rock emo um album it's the most benzinger's album that's come out this year uh, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I like what bands. A, what a metric. I mean, what a metric. it's a similar um, sound. As it, long as it sounds like a band I like, then I'm in. But uh, it came out back in February. I liked their album Schmoltz that came out in 2018. And uh, a, a former friend, current friend, however you want to say it, uh, introduced me to this group. And was like, hey, I think you'd like this band. And so I listened. I was like, I do like this band. You don't want to credit them? No. Uh, and then this, I listened to the singles that came out from it and liked it. And then I listened to the whole album. Are you, um, multiple, are you embarrassed that you're friends with them? times. It doesn't matter, so just be quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what so, was your favorite song from that album? I don't know. I like, see, the thing, it flows very well. Like, Routine Pain goes really well into self-destruction as a sen sensible career choice. It does. So, like, if I play one, it's like, I feel like it should go into the next one. Right. I know Caleb likes, uh, what song do you like? You like, um, do you like Losers 2? Uh, that's not or the Or Beachfront one. Property? That's not Generation the one. Loss? That's not the one. Kick is a good, but it's not really a great song to play. Which one do you like the most? I don't remember now. <laughs> I know what Caleb likes. Can you tell me what you like? It's uh, Optimism as a Radical Life. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. I think we played that on the bonus episode, if I remember right. Or, no, no, the mid... When we did the mid-year, we played a song for Was this. it your number one then uh, as well? It might have been. How drastically different is your list from your mid-year? I don't know. I didn't really listen. Uh, yeah, probably, not a, probably not. That's what I assumed. Well, a, a little bit. Whatever's come out more recently. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> well, if I like something, why would I not keep going back know. to it's it? It's just funny. Well, I'm just, just What's funny, funny about it? It's, it's funny. The way, I'm the, not... the way the things pan out. <laughs> I didn't have a mid-year list, so I can't compare. Maybe mine would have been similar. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Let's do... Um, Self-destruction is a sensible career choice, I guess. Yeah, right. Yep. I yeah. feel like it's still more Wonder Years than it is Menzinger. Yeah, it's but. like a mixture of a bunch. It's like I, I was uh, – I think – I don't know if I said it on the show or not. 
uh, mid-year. But I kind of compared it to like a mixture of Menzingers, Wonder Years, and the Gaslight Anthem. You probably like, said it, but I don't think that anybody... Very few. Uh, I don't think anybody who listened that. to that episode is like, well, he already said Some that. Some of the lyrical content reminds me a lot of Wonder Years, or of, well, not just Wonder Years, but of Gaslight Anthem. It's some of like the um, way the music goes as well. But yeah, I, I like this album quite a bit. You guys uh, in, want to end it with a few on Apple since it's your guys' like number ones and twos? Yeah, we can do that. Ones yeah. and twos, isn't that a... And we're not going to talk about that album. Isn't that a Queen's likely album? Likely, because um, it's a song off of Air Vulgaris. Yeah, ones and twos. Uh, right? Because we've already covered a few yeah, on no, Apple. that's threes and sevens. Ah, uh, that's one. That's it. We've yeah. already covered a few on Apple, so the likelihood that's we'll true. get to this is pretty... That is true. We, we may never we may never talk about Fetch the Bolt Cutters again, which I don't even know if we said the name of that album. I said it. Okay, good. That I, I couldn't remember if I said it. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. I guess that's everything, isn't we it? We did it. We covered everything. It was uh, that was all the albums that were released in 2020, and nothing else was released. So go ahead and stop uh, listening to anything other than what we told you. No, that's not right. Yeah, I would just clarify. Only listen to my choices occasionally, Caleb's. And why would you listen to most of Jared's choices? <sighs> Choose one, and the rest of them are going to be similar. No, that's not true. That's not true. Tis a joke. You're a joke. Tis a God, we are we we are gonna do a bonus for December. That's what I say. Things are coming out. Thank you for listening to our year-end wrap-up episode for 2020. And uh, next week we're gonna go back in time, and we're gonna talk about the albums that came out in the 2000s. That full decade, 2000 to 2009. You know how decades work. Check out all of our stuff. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.